forward, everyone. It's another episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. We're bringing you the finest. We're bringing you the best. We got news. We got politics. We got a little bit of entertainment uh, and incredible insights. And we also have uh, gypsies with head colds. What's going on over there, Gimlet? I don't know. We had a nice bonfire in the fire pit last night, and I came out with the snuffles. See, there you go. Um, I'm already in. I'm already in. So I can only envision the gypsy camp with a bonfire and you surrounded with your little gypsy friends. Was there was there dancing in the moonlight? Was there moonshine? Were there was 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 there any kind of uh, voodoo or black magic? What happened? Um, no, I actually it was just me and the better half. We went out to a late lunch at a new restaurant. And then we came home and kicked back and had a bonfire and drank a couple pops. There you go. No, no animal there, sacrifices. No, there was no voodoo no, of any kind. Nope. The dogs are out there with us, but they're still alive. They're okay. Wonderful. Okay. Next time, <laughs> next time that there's a bonfire, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need a little bit of a better story. Like uh, then it got crazy. We started doing shots, and clothes came off, and wolves were howling in the distance, and vampires attacked. We need stuff like that. Okay, we're jumping in. There's so much to talk about, and of course, it's like where do you even start? Where do you even start? But we pick our own path. We're doing our own thing. Damn the torpedoes! I give. There's so much stuff I give like just zero shits about. I can't stop thinking about the, the whole uh, impeachment and what the future of the GOP is going to look like and what the hell is going on. So where where are we with impeachment? What's happening? What's happening this week? Are we are we starting? Are we are we doing the trial I thing? No, I believe it starts February 8th. Hmm. So a week from Monday, um, but reportedly, well, you know, they had the vote on Rand Paul's um, resolution that it was unconstitutional. Yes, yes. And we have we have five ninnies in the conference, um, but Mitch McConnell voted for the resolution. So I was like, all right, that that works. Now, we also have the Department of Justice coming out and saying the primary organizers of the things that they have, the thing that they have in custody actually started planning it in November, which kind of takes the whole incitement thing and just like spikes it into the ground. Um, My entire sense of it is they are so scared of him. Yeah, the fact that he could run again, that they want to stop that. And then also vindictively, they want to take his security away. Yes, they don't want him to Mm -hmm. run again. They want to do the smackdown on anybody in the the MAGA movement, anybody that voted for him. We'll get to John Brennan and the whole domestic terrorist thing yet. Here's what I think they've grossly and by they, I mean. Everyone on. Everyone, ever all these professional politicians, what they've grossly underestimated is just how pissed off so many people are. Like it is in, and I'm not saying this is. I've really thought about this a lot, you guys. The best thing the the Democrats could do is to just ignore Trump, just let him go, 
let them go, minimalize them. The more they throw them into the spotlight. Now, it's cool for me because, you know, I'm down with that whole agenda. When when Trump ran, I'm like, OK, this dude will do it and, and whatever. I'm not going to go into to that kind of stuff. But just by putting this kind of effort by putting this kind of effort into the impeachment, it just it's just broadcasting just how terrified they are, how they how terrified that this populist movement, this America first movement is really taking root. And they do, what they don't realize is just how powerful ignoring stories is. And because it's such a they use that all the time. Just we'll just ignore it and it'll go away. If it's not in the headlines, it'll go away. It'll go away. And and the same is true. I think that's their best hope. If I was if I was Nancy Pelosi's best friend, I'd be eating chocolate ice cream and I'd be hammered right now. But if I was Nancy Pelosi's best friend, I would be doing everything to encourage her. Just just let it go. Just let it go. And I can't believe that they don't see that either. That they're so. What is it? Is it is it the the Trump derangement syndrome? Is it this their abject hatred? They just got to get them and just keep this witch hunt going. You know, I I really don't know. I just sit here and I'm like, okay, so what do you actually think that this impeachment and political moves? Because that's all it is. It's political. It it has nothing to do with anything based in fact. Right, right. And then you take that with Biden's 42 executive orders that couldn't be further to the left if they tried and now have cost thousands of people their jobs or will yes. over the next, you know, 18 to 24 months. Um, what exactly do you think is going to happen in 2022? I guess maybe they're calculating that there's going to be no one to rally behind You'll have just a bunch of weird pretenders that you'll be able to take down. There won't be the genuine article. Because if you if you like reverse engineer Trump, here's a guy that like in nineteen, you know, eighty something was like, if it gets bad enough, I would run, but I don't want to run. I don't want to do it. You know, buy my book, go to my hotels, invest in my blah blah blah. And then he would say it all the time and always comment about politics. If it gets bad enough, that it and so for him to, to like come off the bench, just if you're writing it as a movie, for him to come off the mm -hmm. bench in 2015 and go, here I go, and just point at Jeb Bush, that's a low energy, we've been there, done that, you suck. Ted Cruz, you're a wackadoodle, you know, just like going after everybody. Uh, and I, I guess they must be looking around the here, like the liberals and the Democrats and the media and the Google and the big tech of it all, you know they have the the data on everything. And I just, who would, this is a good question. This is a very good question. Um, so let's say, let's say the, the, the impeachment goes and, and there is no, there is no, uh, Donald Trump to run in 2024 and he's out of politics forever. Who, who picks up that mantle? Who, who, who runs with the ball? Who's on the landscape? Do you think that would genuinely excite people the way, uh, Trump did? Well, I think, number one, Trump is going to be 78. Um, granted, he is much more hale and hearty than Cornhusk. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think 
And he's he's honestly the only president when you put a before and after picture, he doesn't look like he aged 50 years. Dig it. Um, but I think he could hand that mantle to somebody. And if he got excited about somebody, his followers would, his voters would. So and I you- don't know. And, and and I don't know. I think the voters are looking for someone who will do exactly what Donald Trump did and in an unapologetic way say, I'm putting the needs of Americans first in terms of their prosperity and security. If somebody so, can convincingly convincingly make that message in light of what Biden is doing right now and they have Trump's support, I think it could work. So I got to think it's Don Jr. I, I, I can't think I – mean, if I had to pick today, if I had to pick today, I would – I think it's Don Jr. I don't, I don't know if it's Eric. I don't even know how old no. those guys are. But like it seems like Don Jr. is your guy. I think he's 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 your dude that uh, that can go toe to toe and you know yada yada. Uh, other than that, if, if Don Jr. is out of the picture, I don't know who it is. I don't I don't think we've seen him yet. Maybe Ted Cruz, maybe Ted Cruz, but he's kind of got that. I don't know. He's got kind of has that stink of the swamp. <laughs> On him. I'm really liking what I'm seeing and hearing from Ron DeSantis. You know what? I'm telling you, it's and granted, I've been wrong before, and mm-hmm. you guys know that like Trump wasn't my dude uh, going into 2016. I was a little late to the late to the party there, but Ron DeSantis, there's something about him. There's like an intangible there that I just don't know. Maybe he could do it. As I think about it and as, as I say it out loud, maybe he is. Maybe he is the dude. Uh, I, I see him as, for, for, first of all, I love the way he governs. And I think in a post-pandemic world, a governor who can say, I, made, I allowed people to make decisions locally. Yeah. Well. Uh, I, you know, I, I, we, we took Florida and our response was managed better because I let local communities determine what they were going to do and, you know, transition that into a message. And I'll tell you when the press comes at him, he's not Reagan. He doesn't mock him and make a joke and he's not Trump, but he's very direct and basically tells him you're just wrong. <laughs> well, it's very, it's he has funny. No, he, he's not, he doesn't want the media to like him. He just doesn't care. Yeah, which it brings up a very interesting, interesting point with like what you like about DeSantis's choices and governors. And sorry, mm-hmm. this is kind of kind of like philosophical. You guys, <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to some other more <laughs> blasty hot take kind of stuff. But I've, this is this is the thing. These are the things that I think about philosophically. You've got and and that's. You, you kicked it off when you were talking about his governing style. He less less is more. And he, he left it up to like, hey, let's all be safe. But for the most part, and I'm, this is a huge generalization, he's like, you know, try to be safe, but let's just keep it open. And if you need to work, then work. And da, 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 da. he didn't make these huge decrees. Here's what's essential. Here's not what's essential. Like the difference between him no. and Cuomo is, is night and day. And 
it just reminds me of what kicked this country off. Like, what started this country off? You had a group of crazy people, I say that lovingly, that, like, we can do a better job of governing mm-hmm. ourselves, meaning meaning we don't need an overlord class. Now, from the beginning of time, you have you would always have, you know, people, okay, I'm just going to farm on this, and then you have, like, these professional, you know, thugs, pretty much, and they would keep you and your family safe, and that's how, that's how Rome worked. We have a big army. We'll keep you safe, and you can kind of do what you want to do, but you need us to keep you safe, uh, and then they, it just became, like, this ruling class, and I was, and then these people start going, oh, I was appointed by God to be here, and Zeus wants me to be in charge, and anybody of my line, blah, blah, blah. Then it becomes a blood thing, and it just goes south. It's, it's doomed. Uh, and then you've got, like, the, the feudal ages, you know, like the Robin Hood days, that kind of thing, where you had these, you know, these, these landlords, and they, they were like, I am the king of all this, and I'm the lord, and you're the serfs, and you'll do what I say. That system worked for a really long time. That was a very successful system, you guys, because even though the, the, the people who ran the land, yes, they were they were stealing from the serfs blind and, and all this other stuff, but you were safe. You wouldn't be killed. You wouldn't be killed by bandits. That system worked for a really long time. So when we came up with the idea of America and these guys like, we'll just do it ourselves, and then you'll have to be up for election every couple of years because we don't want this like ruling class, I think – it's it's definitely happened, and people are waking up to it now that we have a ruling class. It, it's it's happened. We we didn't tap the brakes enough. We weren't as aggressive as we needed to be as citizens to watch out for this crap. But we we've got it now, and it's really dangerous. And we got to wake more people up to it. The big tech is the ruling class. Big tech has more power power than the government. And, and the government is the ruling class, and they're the elites, and the rules don't apply for them, and they'll tell you who is essential and who's non-essential. And, and it's, it's everywhere, and it's in the media, and if you have wrong think, we're going to kick you out. And it's, this is the overall, I think, wake-up call for the nation. Look at the success of Florida. That's what started this whole thing. DeSantis is like, I'm gonna, the people are going to know. The people are going to have better ideas than I do. Just try to keep it safe, but do your thing. Big success story. And then you've got Cuomo, the ruling class, the elite. We don't need any overlords. This whole country, this whole country was founded on the idea of we are better at being our own overlords than the overlords. Power corrupts. And we are seeing that right now. And we gotta we gotta hip a bunch of people to that idea. We, we, we really do. And then I think that's I think that's the populist thing. I think that's the America first thing. Uh, we really got to get uh, back to basics. I'm kind of actually excited about it. It kind of, uh, you know, turns me on. <laughs> I, I, I dig it because uh, the DeSantis way, the, the America first way, the populist way, it is it is the better way. Like and e- Elon Musk gets it. That dude gets it. What a hero he's been lately. But are you feeling that? Are you feeling like I, I feel like this this America first, this populist movement is just something. It's just it's a freight train and they can try to clamp down and they can kick us off of platforms and they can kick parlor off. But the people it's just going to keep going. Well, I think what they. They already made the same mistake they made the last time Democrats controlled the whole of government. 
Okay, so last time they woke up a bunch of baby boomers passing Obamacare in a way in a way that was suspect and also didn't reflect a majority of America's opinion on it. Right. So I believe the quote was in a town hall, you've awakened a sleeping giant. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. so now. You know, how do you. The feel of the Trump presidency in terms of policies and and their results was very reminiscent of my childhood with Reagan. Right. We knew who our enemies were. You don't hurt American people or we're going to stomp on your head. Right. Yeah. Um, Letting go of regulation, letting, I mean, it was very, very reminiscent of, and I hated the eight years under Barack Obama. My 401k didn't earn money. I mean, I just, I hated them. They were so crushing. And literally within a week and a half, we see that again already. This time you're waking up Generation X and some of our Gen Zs are old enough to vote. We're a bunch of really cynical and skeptical people. (laughs) So I think we're going to end up driving a lot of this. And I think also, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, I know I've written it quite a bit. They are trying so hard to convince us we're in some racially charged time when really what you just saw the Redditors do to the, the billionaires. Yeah, we're that's get to actually that what's going on. That's actually what's going on. It's the it's the middle saying you're trying to crush us. You're trying to turn us into a society of the very rich, the bureaucrats, and the political class, and the very poor that they subsidize. We it like is, our lives. Leave us alone. It's insane how just mm-hmm. completely out of touch these morons are. They mm-hmm. they really like we're in. We're in the middle of like this, like uh, this pandemic that they've made a, a hundred times worse. People are losing everything. We're concerned about putting food on the table, keeping our businesses going. You got China breathing down our neck. You got horrible things going on left and right. You've got legit problems, and they're going. Hold up, you guys. Where's this? Uh, Where's this black man who's uh, dressed up like a woman? Where's he going to pee? If he goes into a Burger King, where's, uh, where's, where's this lady going to pee? And you're like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? This is what you want to talk about? You want to talk about? <laughs> like, it's just, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. We're going to have some fun with the ridiculous uh, as we go for Here, Here's what we got coming up uh, in the next block. I've got a FISA thing that's gonna drive you crazy, and I know you're gonna know about this. We got FISA, we got some, uh, we got some, we got the new COVID test. We're gonna talk GameStop, all this stuff. It's a phenomenal show, and of course, we got what's on the web with Paul coming down the track. Stick around, we'll be right back. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, 
overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! Buckle up, buckle up. Here we go. We're kicking it. We're going we're gonna to hit another gear here. All right. So uh, here's some things. That, here's one that I think flew under the radar uh, bigly, but just <clears throat> made me so angry. And that's the thing. I got to take this. I got to take this anger. You know, like how in Kung Fu and Jiu Jitsu, they're like, use, use your opponent's weight against him. Use the power of his attack against him. That's what I'm constantly trying to do with this whole political Kung Fu. I see shit that like just outrages me. And how do I Kung Fu that into action? So help me out with this one. I got to laugh about it because it's so the, the attorney for the FBI who falsified the email. Okay, so Carter Page was uh, was cleared by the CIA. The CIA is like, yo, Carter Page, he's a good dude. He's he works he works with us. He's a good guy. He's on he's on the good guys team. So the FBI starts looking into Carter Page. And uh, I guess I think Carter Page writes an email. Somebody writes an email going, "Hey, uh, check with the FBI or check with the CIA. I'm a good guy." CIA writes back, uh, yeah, he's on our team. Anyway, this, this attorney with the FBI omits that. That was that's, – that's the crime. He omitted that. When the CIA goes, Carter Page is a, is a good guy, he lifted that. He took it out. He changed the email to keep everything going and keep the investigations into Carter Page going. That dude, guilty. He did it. He did it. But he's like, oopsie daisy, It's a, that was a legit mistake. That was just an oopsie. He got probation. He is uh, doing, I think he's on probation for 12 months. Oh my goodness, that was it. This is, this is a problem. He is, he's on team overlord and, and justice just doesn't apply, which took me down a horrible path, Gimlet, a horrible path. Like I the, can only imagine. Right? Uh-huh. The, Dur- the Durham investigation is going to be, that's going to be a big giant nothing. The Hunter Biden laptop, the FBI's had what that laptop for what, two years? Two years now they've had it? Nothing's going to happen. We got to push back against these these freaking political overlords and and the FBI. And I t- oh, my gosh, who's the who's the English dude who's always on uh, Tucker Carlson all the time? He sits in for Rush Limbaugh. He's a very entertaining. Mark entertain- Stein. Mark Stein. He's a very entertaining chap. And he said it. And I am echoing that. 
you always hear Sean Hannity going, we support the FBI. You know, 99% of the officers, nope, nope, you're all criminals. You're all criminals. 100% all criminals. I don't know where the good FBI is, but we need to tear down that whole institution and start over. They they came too close. They came too close. Falsifying emails, keeping investigations open, FISA abuse, conspiring with the current president and his administration to spy on a private citizen and affect the outcome of an election. The more, I, and I'm doing it now, I'm getting myself wound up. The whole Russia collusion crap, oh my Lord, they got way too close. We got to rip it, I'm, we got to rip down the FBI. Boom, I have spoken. I'm like the Mandalorian over here. <laughs> did you know about this? Well, did, you, did you know the guy got probation? Yes, I knew the guy got probation. He was not going to spend any time in jail. Um I don't even think he paid it's, a fine. Uh, no, and and I mean, it just goes back to the fact, like, for whatever reason, I can't remember the rule if you're a member of Congress. I mean, Adam Schiff went out in public as a, a, a public servant and lied to Americans for three years. Yes. We can't even prosecute him. Yes. It's insane. It It is. And it's like, it's one of those things we were talking about it in the first segment. This is what we were talking about. But they're focused so much on Trump. They're focused so much on Trump. And the, the power is in just don't pay attention to it. Just give give a story of the silent treatment. It goes away. And it's like America has just accepted. We've just accepted this. Oh, the FBI will do that from time to time. And they'll do it. Like, this should be... People should still be picking their jaws up off the floor. People should still be cleaning the poop out of their pants because they shit themselves. They're so horrified at this. This is the worst. This is the worst. And to have, and when you think about the totality of it, when you think about the totality of it, it almost worked. And the media was right there with them, hand in hand, lockstep every night for frickin' four years. Even after the Mueller report came out, they were still doing mm-hmm. it. I know. Oh, I'm so pissed. I'm so pissed. I'm dedicating. I've said it before on other. I'm, I'm like, I, I, I can't let this go. I can't let this go. You know what the other? Oh, here's the. I was going to uh, I was going to write an article about it for the website. I was thinking about doing a video about it. But I looked into uh, what happened to uh, the young lady who admitted to making up the, the 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 fake rape allegations about Kavanaugh. Yeah, and I think I think Michael Evanetti. Uh, was was her lawyer? Nothing. Nothing happened to that chick. You look up her name, and I, I should have been prepared. I should have written down her name. You look up her name. You look up arrest. You look up. I didn't do like an FBI. You know they those those online background checks. Like nothing happened to her, and she admitted it. She and she like nothing happened. And then you've got these people. We're going to get to the bottom of this. We're deeply disturbed by these activities, and this should not. Listen, I've said it before, and I'm I'm sorry that it's boring, but like somebody at some point has got to go to jail. Somebody's got to be. Somebody's got to get in trouble. No one ever gets in trouble. It's it's just amazing to me. So I'm still on. I'm listen. I'm still on the uh, the Kavanaugh thing. The FISA thing is probably the most. 
important because now you have the FBI and these career dudes and law enforcement who they got away with it. They got away with it and it almost worked. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. And then you've got Brennan. Holy crap. That dude is scary as shit. Like if you were going to make a, a a Hollywood movie and you needed like a real like super villain, like a Marvel comic book, the worst of the worst, Brennan on CNN talking about domestic terrorists and we have to like we're in super dangerous territory here. The rhetoric that's coming out of Brennan's face, that fucking liar, that piece oh, of shit liar. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! First of all, I I I can't understand why he's still on television. Second of all, I'm old enough to remember when Antifa and Black Lives Matter were stomping around the country, burning down police precincts, and 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 you know breaking glass windows to steal Gucci purses. There was a move to call that direct domestic terrorism and the media and Democrats completely freaked out. Not only that, like, that's not even a thing. And now it has an acronym. Hmm. DVEs. It's in the memo. What's a DVE? A domestic violent extremist group. Oh, Oh, now so we couldn't have them when they came from the left. We can only have them when they come for the right. And do you know what kind of beliefs indicate you could be a domestic violent extremist? A DVE? What? Um, wanting immigration to be controlled and a border. <laughs> um, being pro-life. <laughs> knowing, um, knowing the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, I mean, they're all, it's like a list of mainstream conservative thought. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and let's. Oh, and let's if, not... if you if you don't say that the election was like, if you if you if you still question the election. Let's let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about that for a second. That's taboo now. That's taboo. You can't even you can't talk about it. You'll be deplatformed. You can't question it. What in the hell is that all about? What is that all like? Because I was thinking, I was thinking about this last night. Like, uh, and first of all, let's not let's not skip over the hypocrisy that like uh, Black Lives Matter is up for a Nobel Prize. <laughs> They're up for oh a Nobel God. a Nobel Peace Prize. How many businesses did they destroy? How many livelihoods uh, did they $2 destroy? $2 billion dollars worth of damage. And how, and how many people are dead? How many people did they kill on their path of um, destruction? Over, I believe it's over 20. Yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. Holy not crap. To mention, not to mention their entire narrative has caused the defunding of police departments, the constant... Um, criticism of police departments. So now you've got something akin to the Ferguson effect nationwide and murder rates in those cities that you chose to make those moves are up like dramatically. Yes. Yes. So it's to have them. It's an absolute joke. It's an absolute joke. The Mm -hmm. Nobel prize, the Nobel prize is now below uh, winning a teddy bear at the fricking corner carnival. Okay. So I was thinking, 
<laughs> Oscar, Oscar, to me, it still has a little bit of cachet. I'm going to be honest. I've been in the entertainment business too long. The Oscar still has the Golden Globes. Eh. But Oscar, yeah. I was thinking about uh, this with the, with the whole election thing. Because here's... When you, because it's taboo, you can't even talk about it. You can't even talk about it, or you're you're kicked out of society. If it was so on the up and up, like, because here's what it is: it's just so dismissive. These baseless claims, these baseless claims. They keep talking about these baseless claims, these baseless claims, completely baseless, 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 baseless. And they're all it's that same talking point. You know, you're regurgitating these baseless claims. If it was on the up and up. The best thing that someone could do, and I'm, I'm, I was thinking about this last night, is like a documentary. Take me, take me through it step by step. What when I see the people bringing out the the suitcases full of ballots, and it appears that the Republican people have been told to go home, and the election officials have been told to go home, and there's a handful of people left, and they're rolling out these suitcases, and it appears they're counting them multiple times. If that is not what it looks like it is, somebody needs to explain to me what it really is. If it's innocent, I need someone to walk me through that. And and listen, with all with like the signature counts and the dialing down the signature matches and all these different things because you go and I I've done some research on it and there was I forget, like 80 different lawsuits, and out of the 80, uh, there was a, a, a large number that was that were thrown out on standing. I don't even know what that even means, but like how how much how much evidence was presented and how much evidence was looked at. And if I, here's what I can't get past. In, I, in some of the legislatures, they did present the evidence and it bothered the legislators. Um, most of the court cases, from what I understand and recall, were actually punted for standing or just the Supreme Court just refused to hear Texas's. Um, and now you're seeing um, state courts, right? Like in Virginia. Virginia elections officials, they it's now been ruled they violated their own state election law or constitution. I imagine you're going to have an outcome like that in Pennsylvania. You're going to have one like that in Georgia. Um, they they did not follow their own laws and they did not follow their own state constitution. And that's uh, that's. But you're uh, not allowed to say there was a problem with the election. I mean, yeah. Amistad, Amistad has lawsuits against the not-for-profit that Mark Zuckerberg funded in five states. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's 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 problematic to say the least, and it's always fun though. Here's like, it's you got to try to find <laughs> the silver lining in this, but I just. <laughs> I, I so because like you got 81 million people voted for for Joe Biden, 81 million people. And they. However, they did their mail in ballots and however they did it, like 81 million people uh, just don't care about that dude. They just don't care. You look at like the YouTube thing that happened uh, last week, like Joe Biden gave some speech and, and YouTube had to stop. 
letting people hit the dislike button, the thumbs down mm-hmm. button, and then they rolled it out and they changed the algorithms to it. And that's just, that's a terrifying notion. That's a terrifying notion. But like, there is, and that to me is that, and that's what something that I just want to keep doing, like on Twitter, whatever, like Joe Biden, like really sticks his foot in it. Like, really? 81 million people love this dude. I saw a video of him the other day. He had, he got he got done signing an executive uh, order, and he went to put the pen in the, in his uh, suit pocket, and he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Did you see that? I didn't see that. I saw the one where it sounded like he said, "I don't even know what I'm signing." Oh yeah, yeah. We talked about that one last week. There's there's another yeah. one that came out where he he finished signing executive order. And then he goes to do the thing where you just you just slide the pen on your inside, you know, suit mm-hmm. jacket pocket. He couldn't do it. He he tried like five times. Like five times. This and is why I call him Cornhusk. It's and it's like I want to make fun of it, but I hate myself for it. It's just all of it is it's it's, no, but it's, it's like, sad. It's like, it's like Everybody thought Jill Biden was so wonderful. And I'm like, no, she's not. They let her do this to her. They let, she let them do this to her husband. Yes. Do you know what? Like, she's not a wonderful person. Neither is Hunter. Neither are his brothers. Oh, my goodness. They literally let the Democratic Party run him to trick Americans into thinking that he was a moderate. And then when he signs the XL pipeline going away and he signs severe restrictions on fossil fuels and he does all this other stuff that we've been telling you all along he's going to do, all of a sudden six unions wake up and go, holy shit, they're really not for us. No, yes. they're not. It's, that's like, it's, I, have, I, I, I have to laugh, but it's just, it's, it's, I admire the brilliance of it. From from what the Democrats did, I, I can admire the business, the, the, the brilliance of it. Joe, just sit down, shut up, stay in the basement. We're not going to ask you any tough questions. We have you are the chosen one. We're just do what we tell you, you dumb old piece of shit, addled loser. Because every time he's left to his his own devices, he loses. Because he's a plagiarist, there's no there there, and and they they dragged him across the finish line, and the Democrats brilliantly distilled it down to an emotional argument. They distilled it down to Trump is the devil himself. The people who follow Trump are white nationalist Nazis who want to kill you in your sleep. For the love of God, we've got to get rid of Trump, and Joe loves us. Joe loves us. He just he he loves us and he loves America. So if you love America and you love your your family, vote for Joe because Trump is the devil himself. That's what they that's what they did. I know, but it was all such a lie because I've never had a president in my lifetime that loved America as much as Trump did. Or or Reagan. You know, it it comes. Yeah, but I mean, even Reagan. I mean, the picture I still love is Trump hugging the flag. Yeah, isn't that a great one? I just one? love that picture. Yeah, and this this is I'm like one... nobody does that. He just did it. I, and I don't know where we landed on this, but there's a buddy of mine, uh, Brandon Tatum. You guys should follow him at uh, the. I think he's uh, 
Officer Tatum or the Officer Tatum. And he had a great one on Instagram the other day. I did a screen grab of it. And this is, to me, just encapsulates the the, the Democrat Party and, and their policies. Oh, my God. Where did it go? Where did it go? Oh, there's a picture of Cloris Leach. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Brandon Tatum is the Officer Tatum. And he's like, he's got a picture of Trump on the top and and Biden on the bottom. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. I don't mean to laugh. But Trump, he, go, he goes, Trump offers the black community a $500 billion economic plan that will change the community for the better. Joe Biden, best I can do is put Harriet Tubman on the 20. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, I was, it, it's, it's, that is the truth. That is the truth right there. Trump's like, here's a here's a giant economic plan that is going to turn it around for you guys. It's going to turn it around. And they convinced people Trump was the bad guy. And then Biden rolls into office. And has he done anything for the black community or any no. community of color? It's no insane and now they want actually to go, he's hurting them right right moratorium on deportations hurts low-income communities of color it's, a lot yeah, and why then, do you think all those border counties went for trump and now he's like stop working on the border wall here comes another caravan of uh, potential talk about a super spreader like if you were if, exactly. you're down, if you're down with COVID and the pandemic of all the times in the history of humanity, you'd want a strong border. Biden's like, ah, we might we should probably let him in. We should probably let him well, in. And the then they're trying part. to make this, they're trying to make this a debate about don't you think Harriet Tubman should be on the 20? Bitch. I don't care. I should, I should have my own company. Trump was going to hook me up. There was going to be opportunity zones. There's going to be investments. I was going to be hiring people. I had my own uh, line of automotive parts or whatever the fuck it was. And now you want me to be happy that Harriet Tubman's on the 20? You suckers. You absolute suckers. You, oh my God. All right. You had one. You had another one. And then, well, no. So not only, so abolish ICE was not pos- pos- popular among voters. Right. He thought it was a really bad idea. So he didn't say, I'm going to abolish ICE. He just put out an executive order that just completely stopped the agency from functioning. So they couldn't deport anyone for 100 days, except for a very small uh, subset of criminals. Is And then, because they weren't, but because they weren't, and I mean, I mean, terrorists and spies, that was it. Now, ICE can only pick up a person if they intend to process them for deportation. That's the only time ICE can take somebody into custody and put them in detention. So some idiot interpreted no deportations for the next 100 days as let them all out. I I think you'd be hard-pressed to find one of these executive orders that actually helps Americans. That actually helps Americans. That's, you, you dumb sons of bitches. You stupid sons of bitches. All right. We're going, we're, we're going fossil fuel free by 2035. 
Uh, okay, you know who makes sixty percent of solar panels today? Um, China. I, I, China makes sixty. Seventy-three last wow. year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I know. and they have sixty-one percent of all the rare earth metals it requires to make both the panels and the batteries. That's They're not going to let you take those metals out unless they can make the stuff. That's a funny video. That's a funny video. I should do that of a of a guy who gets gets fired from uh you know the Keystone pipeline goes back and he tells his wife you know hey we they they shut us down but don't worry I'm going to I'm going to go get a job at the the solar factory I'm going to I'm going to go or I'm going to get into solar it's good advice I got from uh from John Kerry and then the guy just gets I have to give you some numbers <laughs> and the guy just gets in his pickup truck and just starts driving around and just, you just do one of those, like, Indiana Jones, like, red lines over the map. He's just bebopping all across America. There are no fucking solar jobs in America, you dumb shits. <laughs> all right, we got to take a break. We're coming back with uh, What's on the Web with Paul, and we're going to talk about GameStop, and we're going to talk about Reddit bets and Robin Hood. Stick around. We'll be right back. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Welcome back to the show. So much more. So much more. But right now, you guys, complete with retro 80s music, it's time for our favorite new segment, What's on the Web with Paul. Here we go. Here we go. It's our new favorite. We got Paul Hare coming in. He is the author of Her True Self. That is a phenomenal book you got to pick that up at amazon that's a website where you buy stuff the name of the book her true self paul my brother what is going on on the web michael great to be back and to talk about the loftusparty.com where we do stuff like you won't find anywhere else on the web dig it so so the first thing we've got is i want to start out with, with just a little funny note i wrote democrats impeaching trump implies they believe he's still president. I wrote that on the <laughs> loftusparty.com on January 26th. And get this, 
On January 27th, the Babylon Bee wrote, Democrats vote to reinstate Trump as president, so impeachment trial is constitutional. So I just want to say I was ahead of the curve on that one. Just want to say Give yourself a shiny gold star. I love it when we're ahead of the curve. I will. Next up, we got Lisa Kay. She wrote a little, I would call it a short story, and it's just a little humorous little thing. It's called Adventures with Third Wave Siri. And if you've ever wondered what happens when feminism meets up with your favorite uh, automated artificial intelligence, go read Adventures with Third Wave Siri. Not only that, but Lisa says, she has more to come in that series. I, I love those. I love those. Those always, people do videos on them. I love Lisa's bit. It's always great when some other, when some other personality dominates your home assistant. All right. right. This is great. So far, we're, we're two for two. Big story of the week, if you haven't heard or if our listeners haven't heard, is GameStop. I think you're pro- you might be talking a little bit more about that during the podcast. Don't mm-hmm. know for sure. Don't know where that's going to fall in, but everybody needs to go to theloftestparty.com and watch Robin Hood in Trouble. Do you want to tell them how Robin Hood uh, ties into the GameStop story? Well, yeah, I'll just a little. I imagine that that uh, this is going to be so much so much talk about this, but yeah, it's this it's this app that it's like, oh, we're we're for the people, we're we're for the little guy, we're not for the big guy. And then as soon as the little guy started making money, <laughs> Robin Hood turned into uh, Sheriff, uh, watches dork. Yeah, they shut it down. So what a what a douchey move. It's a very funny video, very informative video. Everyone should watch. Yes, go to theloftestparty.com. Let's go to some more fun stuff or a little lighthearted stuff. I want to go and talk a little bit about the post you wrote, which includes a video. It's called Vision AVTR. Yes, please. And Whoa. As soon as I started reading that, and as soon as I saw you Right, they say it was inspired by the movie Avatar. My first thought was, "Wow, that looks like it was out of Tron." And what did you write right after that? <laughs> that looks like it's right out of Tron. So that was uh, an interesting post. You gave some things you liked about it, and the thing that you disliked about it was also the thing I disliked about it. So I'll let you talk a little bit about that too. Okay, this car—it's—it's it's a Mercedes Benz. It's like a prototype. And of course, they call it the AVTR Avatar, and they had James Cameron roll it out and was there for it. It looks like a car from Tron. It it literally, it's you can't. It reeks of Tron. It says nothing of Avatar. However, it looks so cool. And for for like like morons, they took away the steering wheel. I don't now. I I'm now maybe this is like I'm an old school like horse and buggy guy. <laughs> Right. Like when the people I I thought about this as I I was like doing the article, like the horse and buggy people must have just been flipped out about cars. And maybe that's the way I am with this thing. It's got no you cannot steer it. Horrible idea. You're always going to need steering. There's going to be an emergency. There will be a reason. However, what I loved about it were like the prototype wheels. That car, the wheels can go sideways and they can go diagonally. Like there's a there's a huge upside to this car and the way it it just looks so flipping cool. I think there's going to be a demand for these. I think you throw I think you throw a steering wheel in that sucker and you could sell a boatload of them, a boatload of them. So we'll see where that goes. We're not sure. Yeah. I guess that's probably just a concept car. I don't know if that's actual production car. We'll see. 
And then moving on, I also liked the Everspace 2. Looks like the space game we've all been waiting for. I'll yeah. let you talk about that a little bit, but that reminded me of an earlier post. Uh, you played, what is it called? I think it's called Star Wars Squadron. And yeah. you played that You played that with VR. And I watched that video. That's the future of video games is the VR. I don't know if Everspace is going to have that because it looks more third person rather than first person. And I don't want to get distracted, but... But talk a little bit about Everspace, too. I know it's not, what are well, they saying, 2022 release date on that? Yes, across all platforms. Uh, they're already in their alpha testing. This is from, here's what I love about it, dude, for real. Uh, Everspace was this tiny little group of developers. They're, they're an indie game developer, and Everspace was a runaway hit, I guess. And I never even heard of it. I never even heard of it, which makes me feel old. So they did a Kickstarter for Everspace 2, bigger, better, blah, 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 blah. So completely crowdfunded Kickstarter. And what I like about it is it's completely open world. So you get the best parts of, like, the space combat from, like, Star Wars Squadrons, yada, yada. But you also can go down into planets and have adventures there. And there is an over... Uh, arching story to the entire thing. So it's not just random. You're not just randomly coming across space pirates. There there are factions you can join. It's, it's, I think it's going to be huge. And looking from the alpha testing of the gameplay uh, and the PC version, and people have already been invited to play, the response has been fantastic uh, from the very earliest levels. Now, there are there there's talk about an open world Star Wars game as well, which is totally exciting. And then once you have everything mapped out, it's like cartoons, it's like animation. Once you have the backgrounds and once you have the, the way the camera moves and follows the character, going to a virtual reality experience is pretty easy. That next leap that next leap. So I could see Everspace 2. Uh, there's a great game called No Man's Sky, which I've, I've featured in previous posts. And No Man's Sky is phenomenal, completely open world, yada, yada, whatever. They made the leap into uh, VR, and it was fantastic. And they, it was so easy for them, they offered it for free. You just download the patch, and boom, you're good to go. I could see um, Everspace 2 doing that, but customizable ships, you can go, and that's... That's the dream. And so hopefully, I know Star Wars is working on an open world game like that, but once the only thing left after that, the only thing left after you can go to open world, you can go down on any planet you want to. They're they're all unique. They have their own sets of possibilities. Then the last thing to do is like how do you figure out walking? No one can figure out how to walk and run in a VR game. But I'm totally stoked for Everspace 2. And I love that it's indie. Sounds good. One more, I think we have time for one more thing. Of course we do. And that would be breaking down David Bowie's heroes. I'll let you talk about that, but I wanted to get just a few notes in on about that. It's an interesting Dude, video. I think it's I'm, just, I'm so producer. glad you chose that one. I'm like, the what's producer, he going to pick? What's his? I think it's his producer that's talking. Um, it was a collaborator, so I'll just go with collaborator. I can't remember exactly the guy's name or what he did, but it talks for about. 15 to 20 minutes or he talks about how they made David Bowie's song hero. So it's pretty in depth and it's interesting. And I don't want to, in the next comment, I don't want people to think that it's not interesting, but 
let me ask you this. When you heard David Bowie's, or I'll just say this, when I heard David Bowie's vocals isolated, no music, no backup, boy, that guy could not sing. I mean, he might be a great performer and a great artist, but that was some pretty bad singing. <laughs> I like the song. He sang like from song. his heart. He sang he, from his heart. That's what well, I love about you, Bowie. Yeah, you, he's, not, he's not an opera singer. He's not a crooner. Exactly. And you could probably go into that because I think there's probably a lot of singers or a lot of successful musicians who aren't great singers, but they make it up through performance, writing and stuff like that. And I wanted to see what your thoughts on it were. Well, I, I mean, I love Bowie's voice. I just love it. And it is kind of unique. And he could kind of do a crooner kind of a thing. Um, the the interesting thing. OK, so it's it's Tony Visconti. And I think he might have been the engineer on the thing or the assistant. And I, I don't know. But you've got Brian Eno, who produced for you two. He did, uh, I think Brian Eno did Joshua Tree, Unforgettable Fire. Brian Eno's produced. And Brian Eno was just like a hired gun on this thing. He was hanging out with Bowie. And just sonically, just sonically, it's wonderful things that I don't think we experience in modern music. Because modern music is so perfect. And there's no little imperfections. This, this... How they made the song Heroes, uh, if you're interested in this kind of stuff at all, just reverse engineering it. There's so many – like you've, I'm going to do a horrible impression, so buckle up, everybody. Everybody knows that guitar, that guitar, that – and it just goes on and on. It's almost like one tone or two tones. You find out – that that was a, a great guitarist, Robert Fripp, and the way he was playing that is that it was all controlled reverb. So he had taped off these little spots on the floor. If I get this close to the amp, it makes this tone. If I get this close to the amp, you get this amount. of. So he's literally spatially playing notes on the guitar, but also playing the reverb, and that's actually three guitar parts. That, to me, blew me away. And then the way they recorded the vocals, it's super cool. And then also, you I always envision, or used to envision, uh, like, okay, so David Bowie went into the studio, and he's like, here's the song Heroes, you guys. And he kind of bangs it out on the piano, and he says, here's the lyrics. No, it's completely reverse-engineered. They started with the melody and the sonics, and then they kind of go, okay, we'll, we'll call this song Heroes. And then they're, they're writing the lyrics kind of as they go, and there's a wonderful little story about that, too. And it's all just so uh, wonderfully, wonderfully cool. And if, if you liked that song, you will love it after you watch this video. It's fantastic, and, and it gives you, I don't know, I, I couldn't love it more. Yep, and they wrote it, if I recall correctly, in Berlin during yeah. the Cold War, uh, uh, during the 1980s. So yeah. it really is an explicitly anti-communist song, which is relevant yeah. again for today. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's it. We're out of that's time. We're, that's at, we're out of time. It, it goes so fast. One thing that you guys have to look at, just because it's so dang delicious and I want one right now, this Korean street food. This it's how to make a Korean ham, cheese and egg on toast. Holy crap. That's phenomenal. Uh, we got Kate Upton and Alexis Wren on there that you got to see. You got to see. There's just too much goodness. There's too much goodness. Oh, and a solid case for Valentine's Day lingerie. All right, Paul, as always, great times. I love this. Segment. Thanks, Michael.
I like it. I'm in. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I like that segment. Go. All that stuff that we were talking about, all that stuff that we were talking about, go to theloftestparty.com and check it out. And there's so much more. There's so much more. Okay. So we're uh, we're well into this podcast. I, and once again, I think it's going spectacularly well. I'm hoping we can get to a lot of stuff because th- there's there's always so much going on. Uh, and then we'll we'll zip into the Patreon after this. Patreon, that's that's nothing. You guys can do it. Like anybody who signs up for like the lowest dollar amount on Patreon, you get the extra stuff. We love you. We love you. We love you. But some things that I want to say uh, publicly, we got to talk about uh, Gimlet. You talked about this Elon Musk thing. I want to get to that while we still have our, our regular listeners here because uh, I think that's important. But a couple things that I just want to touch on, we'll probably get into them a little bit deeper on the, the Patreon side of things. Uh, just a big a big shout out to Cloris Leachman, who passed away, I believe, at the age of 94. And uh, if you have not gone back and seen all of her stuff, some of you uh, might just know her from a few performances. But she is one of those rare, rare things where uh, I want to say it was the like, like the last picture show. I think she won an Oscar. She could do drama, you guys, and and as a comedian, hard to find a better comedic actress. And just I I honestly can't think of a bad performance that she ever did. Just just an absolute American treasure. Hilariously funny, and I love that. I think when she when she was like seventy years old. I think she was uh, she got naked and was on the cover of like Vanity Fair or something. Just a just a a beautiful soul and a wonderful life, a wonderful run. And decades from now, people won't ever. Everything fades. Everything slowly fades away. So before you completely forget that Cloris Leachman was around, go back. And look at her stuff. It's just so funny. And everybody has their fa- their favorite moment. And and when if you go to uh, like Young Frankenstein and that whole Frau Bruca and then the horses, that's funny. That that's always going to be funny. But she has mm-hmm. so many other just super wonderful moments in that film and in other Mel Brooks stuff. So uh, God bless you, Cloris Leachman. Now, something else happened in the, uh, oh, I saw more WandaVision. We'll probably save that for Patreon. Something else happened that really bummed me out and was a real head-scratcher, and I wish I knew more about it. But uh, your favorite guy, one of your hunky hunks there, Gimlet, is uh, Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe, Mm -hmm. who did uh, Dirty Jobs. That's how most people know about Mike Rowe. And then he also, you know, did a bunch of stuff with that Alaskan fisherman, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, uh, I'm pretty sure he leans to the right. He seems like a a, a a regular fellow. He had a show on on Facebook Watch. Facebook Watch is that streaming service. I always forget it exists. And once once you get, uh, you know, 10,000 people on your channel, then you're eligible. If you put up videos, you can monetize them, blah, 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 blah. Mike Rowe. And I can't remember the name of his show on Facebook. Returning he, the favor. Yeah, returning the favor. And it he was just, literally. I loved watching it. It was just. It was so sweet because you just be like, oh my god, people are really good. 
Facebook <laughs> Facebook canceled it. Yeah, I think it's because he was on Tucker. That is, uh, that to me is like one of the most dangerous things. Like, hopefully he'll find somewhere else to take that show and do that. But you guys, talk about. I think uh, just Facebook a, actually put up the money for it. They helped produce it? They helped produce it. Um, basically what it was is people would nominate someone who did wonderful things in the community. Right, right. And um, then he and his crew would come in and there would be like some upgrade to their facilities that they were using or they'd give them like one lady who was teaching girls how to do the trades, you know, like electrical and woodworking and stuff. He bought yeah. her like a van full of stuff. Um, and I think Facebook was actually Facebook and the and corporations would donate things. But I think as far as the production, that was that was Facebook. Yeah, I just don't see why they would why they would get rid of that show. That's the one that makes no sense. That's the one that makes no sense. That show that's not an expensive show. That's not an ex coming from the world of television. That show's pretty cheap. You've got some travel. Uh, you've got your camera crew. You've got your editors, and then you got to come up with some prize money. And then I'm sure, you know, Roe, you got you got to pay him and stuff. But maybe he was, you know, I don't know what kind of deal he has. But that's just that's just goodness. That's just mm-hmm. that's just good old fashioned all the way around. Good people doing good things for other good mm-hmm. people. That's that's uh, uh, I'm not I, I don't know what Facebook's justification is for getting rid of it. And it's like it's sad, but you're like, uh, I think it's because he was on Tucker. I, I think you're right. I well, think you're I mean, right. He also, he also went on a couple of other rants, um, especially around the pandemic. Uh, he a long time ago, he came up with a a, a theory called safety third and it was basically because he and his crew would go out into all these industrial and dangerous environments and the slogan was always safety first and he's like the minute you believe somebody else is going to keep you safe you're going to get hurt yes and so he related that thinking to the pandemic and it kind of lit up the internet it's a great great philosophy it is i i can't coming from an industrial environment for work I, i totally agree and so then I think he was on Tucker again and it, it like his passion <laughs> for working class voters melded very well with Trump's agenda. Yeah. And um, I think he started to sound a little bit too much like that. And Facebook just didn't have it. That would be my guess. Either that or like all the people that. um I mean, their stocks fell big time when they banned the president. Maybe yeah. they just stopped spending certain buckets of money. Well, I don't know. I, I still think they're doing okay. All right. Um, holy smoke. We we gotta we gotta we're gonna give some real time to GameStop after Patreon. But this is another one uh, that I want to do right here, right now. It's like okay, so you know, Mike Rose just going out and you know doing good stuff, doing a good. TV show or show for Facebook, they cancel him. I don't. I, it's deeply, deeply concerning to me. Uh, and and you 
showed me this uh, – you hipped me to this story earlier about the the Justice Department or somebody in Joe Biden's administration, some aspect of the legal arm. They're coming after Elon Musk. They're starting well, to – Well, that's because he's the, your hunk boy. Well, it's – You love you some Elon. I, I do, but in the same way I loved uh, 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 Tucker, meaning the yeah. Tucker, the car, the car. There was a guy a million yeah. years ago who had this car company, the, the Tucker, and there's there's still a bunch of them on the road. It was it was a great car, safety stuff, cool stuff, da-da-da, and they just systematically drove this guy out of business. And uh, it's a great movie with Jeff Bridges. But, like, mm-hmm. between the government and the other automakers, they just drove this guy under. They just – and that's what it, it feels like we're, we're starting to see with Elon Musk. And hopefully – Hopefully social media will change the game, but but what did Elon Musk, what is he accused of doing and who's coming after him? I, I legitimately don't understand, and it is the Department of Justice, and there was a complaint from an applicant that Elon Musk wouldn't hire him because he was not an American citizen and didn't have work authorization. Um, right. With my background, what I will tell you is you have to maintain I-9s on people, and they have to be authorized to work in the United States, so... If he wasn't, the only other option is to obtain a visa, a work visa for him. And to do that, you have to make a I mean, you have to make a very extensive and serious case to the Immigration and Nationalization Services. And you have to prove that you tried to fill that job with American citizens first. Yeah. Yeah. So many companies will decide, A, it, it costs too much and B. If I can fill it with somebody from this country, I'm not going to be able to do it anyway. So I don't really understand what the complaint is. If the person legitimately is not an American citizen and has no authorization to work in the U.S., that's the company's decision whether or not to spend those dollars on that particular talent. Yeah, it just, listen, when when somebody thinks that they weren't, hired for uh you know like oh this is a racial thing or this is a xenophobic thing blah 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 blah. there's little there's places you go first and maybe this person Mm -hmm. did you know you go to human resources you go to the your your local like to have the department of justice jump in on that that that's that seems like that seems a little ham-fisted to me and i don't like that i don't like it i don't know they're I don't like it. It doesn't bode well. It's my canary in the coal mine, and I I love it. I, seriously, I love what Elon Musk is doing, and I love that Richard Branson's trying to catch up to him, and I love that Jeff Bezos is trying to catch up to those guys, and I love that it's making NASA look like crap. So NASA's got to do cool stuff. It's good for us as a civilization. Having this kind of competition when it comes to space and exploring space and resources and blah, 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 blah. It's all good. We will benefit from that. And when the Department of Justice starts to get involved in the guy who's leading the way, I don't like it. I smell a rat. Apparently he was being a little bit critical of the new administration, too. Well, uh, good. You said said he'd been lighting it up lately, and I, I hadn't seen the tweets, so I have to go back and find out. Yeah, that, he's a he's a good follow on Twitter. Okay, so here's what we got uh, coming up. I'll just tell you right now. Uh, when we're we're gonna switch over to the Patreon portion of the show, you're all invited to go over there. 
there's exclusive content every week, and we're going to add more cool stuff. Big plans for 2021. We're going to talk about GameStop and Reddit and more overlords and and Wall Street bets and that whole nine. Uh, we got to talk a little bit about uh, WandaVision. We got to talk about the media spin about COVID. And it goes back to what we were talking about in the opening of the show. You just don't pay attention to something. You just stop putting that highlight on it and mysteriously goes away. So it's more... It's more uh, Joe Biden miracles and, and, and CBS Sunday morning. And, uh, and of course, our, our favorite thing, our favorite thing, which I cannot wait, is, uh, is this new uh, China test with uh, the, the swabs in your buttholes. So I'm just going to leave yeah. it there. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there. And I'm going to be torturing Gimlet with butthole talk on the Patreon part. We'll see you guys over there.